Welcome to Last Night Recap, the show that takes the America's and EMEA Apple EDU chat and recaps them in a serious but not way. I'm your host, Martin Kutz, and I'm joined as ever by my friends and co-hosts. Let's start with Mr. Johan Anderson. Hey, Johan. How are you doing? You good? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. So, um, how's your weather tonight? Oh, fine, fine. All good. Uh, not too... Not too damp, not too bad, all, all, all fine here. What about you? Yeah, it's getting good here, actually. We had snowing today, so we had, um, yeah, a good white layer like you should have in Sweden at this time. Absolutely, absolutely. And as we all know, talking about the weather makes for excellent podcasting. <laughs> that chuckle in the background is Mr. Matthew Pullen. Hey, Matt. Hi, hi. hi. Uh, the, we- the weather is dark. That was going to be my next question. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't have the uh, interesting weather of the Swede. Uh, it just rains in Wales, so um, it's like see-through snow. <laughs> That's very true. It's, it's almost like it's, it's the different levels of snow as it comes through. How's exactly. things going with you? You've been yeah, away recently, good. haven't you? Uh, I was away in Gibraltar last week where it was very sunny and warm, back to a very cold and damp Wales this week, so... Yeah, interesting. Yeah, going through the mix, nicely done. Um, and I'm sure the question that's on everybody's lips, we haven't heard from him yet, so I'm assuming that he's you know somewhere in the, the Western Hemisphere. Uh, Mr. Kurt Kleinen. Hey, Kurt. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are things with you? A little chilly where I am right now. Um, Sweden. And I was <laughs> off a little, a little <laughs> hour. I'm not in Sweden, but I've seen, I've seen some snow already. Um, the first snow I've seen over here. Um, so, I'll, yeah, over here. I can tell you I'm in the U.S., as always. Um, okay. I can tell you that um, there is a musical about this town. Um, I'm thinking, Martin, it might be one of your favorite towns. Um, I know I d- that. Do you know, yeah, it's, it definitely is. I, I know, <laughs> I've, I've already got exactly where you are, so, yeah. yeah. Edinburgh. Yeah. Okay. And, <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Right. Uh, let's see. Who did we start with last time? I think it was Matt. So, Johan, we'll start with you this time. Three questions and your guess. Hmm. So, are you um, north of New York? Um, yeah, I think so. Yes. Looks like it, yeah. <laughs> So it's uh, let me let me double check. Um, no, it's more yes, it's north, but it's like slightly northwest. Northway, it's northwest. So it's yeah. a Viking country, or I believe Vikings would have been here. Um, probably not in the same not in the same way. You'll be thinking, Johan. It's not Milwaukee. Ah, uh, hmm. Okay. You're close though. So is it like by the big lakes? It's by the big lakes. Mm, I think I know where you are, but I, I yeah. wasted my three questions. <laughs> Don't laugh, Matt. Okay. Don't laugh. Wait, you can. St- Matt knows. He's been there. It's hard going first, Johan. All the pressure's on you. Yeah, I know. So, so you what go. are you thinking, Matt? Um, have I have I been to this city? And met two of the other fellow podcasters in a high school there. <laughs> I would say yes to that yeah. question. Uh, <laughs> is it windy? 
Is it, is it, yeah, is it windy there? That could be the nickname of the city. Uh, um, I would say you're in Chicago then. Uh, correctly, guys. Ah. A lovely place. It is indeed it one is, of my favorite is, uh, cities. Yeah, that's what I thought, because I learned a lot about um, you and um, the movies that were recorded over there. Yeah, yeah, a lot about the movies, the basketball team, um, just generally the the city in general. Just always been mm-hmm. a, a big fan of Chicago. I've uh, had, had a family who started when they first moved over to the states, moved to Chicago. So oh, it holds a it holds a slightly um, special place in my heart compared to some of the other states. Sorry to everyone else in the U.S., but Chicago <laughs> is Chicago is my kind of town, as uh, as the man would say. Yes, yes, yes. It's definitely um, a vibrating place to be around. Absolutely. So with that in mind, Kurt, seeing you know, as you're in the witty, Windy City, why don't you blow through what's going to happen on this week's episode? Okay, well, starting at the EMEA site and then moving all over to the Americas. EMEA, uh, we're talking about leading change through technology-enhanced learning, and that was hosted by Lindsay, Sam, and Joy. Um, I'm not going to even try to pronounce everyone's last name, um, so I won't get into trouble on that one anymore. I can't even do the phonetic one in the notes. Um, on the America side, we are um, recapping Liz Meredith's and uh, Shayla's um, uh, Twitter chat that was on creating engaging and meaningful PD, which I would like to ch- change the last two wor- uh, letters of that, and let's not talk about professional development anymore. Um, someone said to me, we don't need to be developed. Um, let's talk about professional learning and see ourselves as professionals who are learning. So with that said, I want to get into the hashtag of the week, um, which is hashtag lead and learn. And if you followed that one on Twitter recently, you'll see a lot of um, inspiring classroom examples, um, a little bit of leadership. So I thought um, this is an, an ideal hashtag to talk about. Another one I would point out is hashtag ADHK from Hong Kong because um, they organized a get-together of Friends of Asia Pacific and um, shared a lot of their classroom examples. So hashtag lead and learn and hashtag ADHK. Uh, yeah, HK. Um, follow those for this week. Nice. Uh, there were definitely, it was definitely quite nice seeing some of the, the things that were coming out um, of the um, of Shanghai and all the, the sort of leading things that they're doing. Matt, mm-hmm. are you wanting to tell us uh, a little preview of what's coming up with questions with Matt this week? There will be questions with Matt later and there will be a jingle. And I don't think people should know any more than that, Martin. I, it's, I think it's a special part of the show. Absolutely. It's the, it's the <laughs> highlight of the show, a lot of people will see. Um, yeah, aim higher. <laughs> yeah. We're recording with a slightly different format this week, so you might notice there's slight changes to the show, so there might not be as many breaks for little jingles coming in, but we're going to get cracking on with the EMEA recap. So as uh, Kurt said there, everyone, uh, the EMEA recap was leading change through technology-enhanced learning, and because I asked how to pronounce it, that was hosted by Lindsay Balfe, <laughs> Sam Conroy, and Joy... Iver Ikada, um, and that's and, and it's just it's yes I had to ask just because it's one of those Irish names that I was really going to struggle with and kicking off with the tweet of the week I'm going to put a link to this tweet into the show notes simply because this is a visual tweet and it was um, from uh, ADE Sari Lanto in response to what does learning look like in your class 
uh, with uh, technology and she simply posted with six or seven uh, pictures learning looks like this and the amount of learning that is taking place all using technology pupils are recording podcasts like this they've got microphones doing green screen and recording they are managing the the devices through classroom they're doing everything we would expect from a creative engaged lesson that takes place and it was really just um, a, a great tweet to see and something that we should um, share out there um, simply because it, it really just kind of summed it all up um, but in terms of the question for this week, uh, the question was posted by one of the three hosts. It was posted by Lindsay, and it was the last question. It was question number six, and the question simply was, how, as a leader of learning in your school, might you develop teacher creativity through the use of technology? And when I saw that, I just kind of thought, right, where to begin? This is such a, a loaded question. Um, and as Kurt, as someone who is creative, a leader of learning, someone who really sort of takes things forward, how does someone start to answer that question? How do you really get through, you know, knowing where to start when you're talking about being creative through the use of technology? Well, maybe I want to start by pointing out something that a fellow ADE did, um, Jamie Clark, um, who's over in um, Asia Pacific, um, and they're an Apple Distinguished School. They're doing a beautiful thing. He just uh, lay, <coughs> excuse me, laid out a whole infographic where they are tying the everyone can create curriculum. Um, and I think one, he's leading in that way, showing the path. Um, it's, it's got that nice little swirl, almost like a road that they're following. I believe it's um, seventh and eighth grade that they're doing, uh, trying to use that. So thinking about it from, from the top um, and then talking about how to integrate it from the bottom um, that's always, I think, an approach, um, and he's sharing that, so he's going to get a lot of feedback on it, um, not keeping it within your school. I think those are, are crucial things to, to start with, um, and then it depends on um, um, who, who you have in your team. Um, where are the strengths? Um, where do you see opportunities? And then gradually try to implement that um, using those small ideas coming back to that everyone can create curriculum where there's mm -hmm. practical ideas um, going into the teacher guides where you can expand that and um, I mean that comes back for me to the discussion that we had four or five podcasts ago on um, um, how to use creativity in other subject areas than the obvious one arts yeah. so how can you get some people and it might seem obvious, yeah. There's a lot of mathematicians who play music. Um, Johan's a dancer, and um, he's into evolution. So biology is one of his passions. So it's not one or the other. And I think, Johan, you once um, did a talk about the art of science and the science of art, which nails this question, I think, perfectly in, in understanding how every, everything merges together. Um, for leaders, it's it's finding that uh, track and um, and getting together, um, seeing the benefits of, of creativity um, and supporting that because no good professional learning track um, will succeed without support from your leadership. Yeah, I think you're definitely right that leadership is one of the strongest move, movement of change in school, especially. Uh, but I also think 
that we should look into the people that we have on the other side, the students. And uh, that's why I say that uh, science, I think, is a practical or, or aesthetic uh, subject in that sense that you can ask these open questions and if you allow them to really uh, answer in the way they want to do it or in a new challenge to answer in a way that they never had done, um, I think you can have some amazing creativity um, just because they're young and they're open-minded and they're you know, just yeah, ingenuity, new angles, yeah, yeah, new angles, I would say. But yeah. I definitely think you're right that uh, leadership is has to be strong and bold, mm -hmm. um, together with an openness uh, from the teachers to allow students to do uh, what they really want to do. Uh, like we're talking about coding before and uh, new ideas. I, I must say. What do you think, Matt, that I, comes from the I, university? Sorry, sorry. do you have another question, Kurt? Well, no, I was just thinking, um, putting yourself out there too, yeah? We were talking about a leader of learning over Definitely. here. Definitely. Um, and, and trying to be vulnerable because there's, there's this stigma almost around creativity that you either are or you're not creative. Um, so how can you get away with that feeling that, oh, I'm, I might have come home one day from school and um, my drawing that I made was either labeled creative uh, and the teacher liked it and my mom put it on the refrigerator or it got like put in a box somewhere and, yeah. and then that was yeah. it. But that happens in kindergarten and now I have this idea of I'm not creative, I can't do it. And I know for me personally, um, you know, I'm, I'm honored that Martin calls me creative, um, but I struggled with that feeling for years. Mm -hmm. So having so someone who is with you, who gives you the confidence to try things out, um, where you feel like you're, you can be creative, I think that's essential in this um, leadership role um, of, of whatever role that might be. It could be that you're responsible for professional learning, could be that you're the principal or the assistant principal. Yeah, but I think that one of our guests said it the best, actually, and that's uh, Matt's son. Uh, when he, <laughs> he actually is allowed to be creative, he wants to be creative, and that's what their mm -hmm. collaboration has done. So uh, I think that he actually answered it the best. So when he's allowed to be creative, he's happy and he, he just wants to do it. I don't know, Matt, Matt what, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think, I think sort of picking up on what um, Kurt was just saying then, it's quite interesting. I, I delivered our creativity session last, last week in uni to our students. And the first question was, who here is creative? So a group of, you know, 20 year old, 20 plus year old students. And like three hands went up and some of those were like half hands up, right? Because they're I'm, I'm a bit creative and I said Who, who's ever come up with an excuse as to why they've been late to a lecture and all the hands went up I said well then you're creative aren't you <laughs> I said why, why does creativity have to be judged by something that we view as art or, or music or anything yeah, you're creative because you can think differently right um, and then that was kind of the precursor to the rest of the session where we, we talked about that if you, if you ever tell a child that they can't do something like why do we judge art by grading it because Surely, if you like drawing, you like drawing, and why giving it a grade or a score is is 
why would you do that? I don't understand why, why that has to happen. So I, I did art in school. I like art. I'm not very good at drawing by school's judgment. And I've just started getting back into it now at the age of 40 because I feel that it's okay to try that again and, and me and Max will just sit and do drawing on a weekend together. But someone along the way has graded me and made me feel I'm not good at art. So therefore I didn't do it for 20 odd years of my life. And I think that's, that's something I wanted to get across to my students to say that creativity is, is inherent in everybody but we can certainly kill it off if we, if we don't approach it in the right way. Mm -hmm. I think that art gives you a feeling, yeah? So I think if you want to get to any kind of, of grading in it, which I think, for me, it's impossible to grade work um, yeah. like that. Um, but the feeling is there. You either like it or you don't, or you yeah. have questions about it, yeah. Um, yeah. which makes it interesting. So um, what I like about, and I'm going to refer back again to the, the Everyone Can Create Guides, is the design book that's in there that documents your whole process. Um, and when we were writing the creatives book for the creatives gym that we did in, in New Orleans, um, we never talked about grading any of the creativity. It's all mm -hmm. about how can we support that creative process of, Except you might be really good at ideas, someone might be really good at expressing, um, who's good at giving you feedback and, and guiding you through the process. So how can I be better at those skills? Um, never did we talk about um, levels of creativity. Yeah, yeah, but and I think that is that is really important. Uh, really, really important. Sorry, Johan, just just kind of to chip in, but um, I think it's really important. And what I found with my students when they started being creative is when you say, "Oh, so what are you doing?" and they'll get all a bit shy about what they're doing, mm -hmm. and then but that's that conversation, right? Which can then lead to well, there's a story behind what you've done. So then it can become a piece of literacy as well. So it's yeah. it's not art in in that kind of siloed sense it can be artistic expression of a poem or artistic expression of a thought or a feeling or, or anything it doesn't have to be about the picture itself that they might draw or the the animation that they make or whatever it yeah. might be no, exactly that's and that's, that's what you're saying point. yeah so it's not the creativity in itself it's not what you've done it's actually the process that you grade in itself yeah. So yeah. that's what you guys yeah. are saying. Sorry, Martin. Yeah. What, what, what is the most important creativity process for you in your work? No, no, no. That I, I, I was totally agreeing with uh, with what everyone was saying there. I think it's um, it, it is the fact that that creativity isn't um, necessarily just sort of pigeonholed to these one these one forms which a lot of people take as producing a piece of artwork recording a song you know uh, being able to to act on a stage and be creative in the in the way that you approach things um in terms of expressive arts um, is, is is how it's often referred to and i think it's i think it's important that um kurt you'd said it earlier it's kind of pushing people outside their comfort zone a little bit it's 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 looking at not being afraid to try something new, not being afraid to give it a go, not being afraid to, to look at um, how the process all sort of comes together. You can produce something without it necessarily being, if it has a sense of aesthetics, then you know that, that looks pleasing to the eye type of thing. But that, 
that's not necessarily the only gauge that you need to have to be creative. You can be creative in so many other ways. And I, I just, I, yeah, I was mm -hmm. just agreeing with that. I hadn't uh, had a chance to kind of chip in and, and, and agree with what people were saying. But yeah, all all really sort of good, valid points, as always, as we always have. Sorry, with that. Martin, can I can I yeah. just pose one other question there? Can, of course you can. If, do, do you feel that if you are creating lessons as opposed to delivering lessons mm -hmm. that teachers are more passionate in the delivery of that session that they've created Just i think kind of you're, you're part of the process oh sorry Martin, yeah this is for you no 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 it's all go ahead Kat. no 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 um it's okay it's okay um yeah i was gonna i think it, it comes down to the the sort of the mindset I think if they are if they are just being sort of brought in to deliver training or deliver lessons, then they don't really have that same sort of investment with it. But if they're part of the, the process in creating the entire learning experience and they are delivering a creative learning experience rather than delivering a lesson. But if they are creating the lesson and then sort of working with the pupils to deliver that end goal, that end outcome, then definitely there is more investment and more passion. So fundamentally, as opposed to, and I, and I don't like sort of just putting new names on things, but you know, people talk about teachers, facilitators, etc. If you're a creative teacher, are you fundamentally just designing learning experiences? Do you, do you become the designer of something as opposed to being the person in charge? Isn't that what we're evolving into? It um, feels that way, doesn't instead it? Of, yeah. Instead of being the source of knowledge, like, mm. like it was in the previous century, you're more of a guide of a, or a designer, however you want to call it, um, and, and laying out multiple roads for your children to learn and, and even go back to it um, like a roundabout and, and say, oh, maybe I, I shouldn't have got, taken the second one to the right. I should have gone left over here um, and revising that. So as a teacher, consider yourself as an Uber or Lyft driver. You're taking <laughs> them from point A to B and, yep. and you've got them for so long. And, and in that moment, um, it's up to you to show them the, show them the way if they want to learn or not. I, yeah. I think we're actually turning into what we used to be from the beginning again. Like we're leaders or something that shows. History repeats, yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> if you look at even at science um, from the beginning, it was a very practical, testing uh, investigation role that it took uh, and then suddenly turning to school at, at some point and then it got more theoretical than what it was before so we we're actually turning back time and uh, it used to be that we learn from each other uh, and that's the natural way of learning now we're getting back to evolution again as we usually do mm -hmm. but actually that's <laughs> that's the truth uh, and I truly believe that so that's that. And I think if and I think if you do it that way, then you know, and we've we've had accessibility discussions before. I think if you if you design learning experiences knowing who your students are, then then anybody can really achieve because you're not doing it at that kind of base. Everybody gets the same access. Um, you actually consider everybody's needs. Here, here. Mm -hmm. That's a great yeah. point, and I think that's a perfect yeah. place to to end the EMEA side of the, the recap. Um, as always, the wakelet for the um, the recap will be in the show notes. Um, and Kurt, I think it's time to, to pass over to you to do the yeah. Americas uh, recap. All set? Exactly.
Uh, yeah, and I, I just wanted to add one resource to that to that talk. If you want to get your mind expanded a little bit, um, there's a great, great series on Netflix called Abstract, and um, they're in season two right now. But it takes the point of view of all different kinds of creatives from Tinkerbell, who designed the, the Air Max Jordans um, to stay in Chicago, um, and and to um, the whole theater backgrounds, uh, the setup for, for U2 concerts, so different branches of, of creativity um, where you're not considered to be the artist who's making paint or um, a musician. So I would check that one out. Awesome. Um, on the America's side, guys, um, we are going to talk about professional learning um, and not about delivering it, but um, facilitating it. And so that there's room for questions, room for growth. Because um, the tweet of the week, the one that I that I picked out, and it almost came up so many times. Um, this one came from Laurie Duran, who said, I think it's funny that they gave us all iPads and then expect us to just sit and listen. And she says, I'm the worst at PD. If it's not engaging, active learning, I am off task. Um, I read that so many times that in a way it hurts me um, that so many teachers go through the same um, experience that it's that it's sit and get um, and what we just discussed uh, are we the only source of knowledge and are we there to um, pass our knowledge along or are we there to give these teachers um, a few steps and a, and a guide way and, um, and and show them the route so my first question that I wanted to ask you guys is um, what was a uh, unexpected location or moment that you thought, oh, I learned something and I did not expect that? I'm gonna let that question be open for grabs for you guys. Um, first thing that pops up in mind and I'll tell you my story afterwards. So okay. what was our uh, location where you're like, I did not expect to learn anything over here, um, but this inspired me for my, my own learning or something I could do in the classroom? It's a good question. It's a good question. Yeah. Really good question. <laughs> I'll, I'll go because actually I, I can reflect on something just from this weekend. Um, we were saying before about getting into into drawing. Um, and actually I was I was looking at a YouTube clip on, I don't even know what it was that I was watching a YouTube clip on. I noticed on the right hand side there was a how to draw a face procreate tutorial. Um, and just clicked on that just sort of wondering you know what I might learn from it and actually spent probably four hours of my Sunday morning wow just learning how to draw faces from different sides cartoon type style ones um, and it's always been something I've avoided if ever I draw a person it's a stick man right because I just don't feel I have that uh, ability to draw it and then me and Max kind of just sat down and and started playing around with things and I look back at my picture now, and I, I'm going to actually be egotistical here and say it's actually pretty good. For somebody who's had no real artistic teaching, mm -hmm. just watching a video by, by some expert on, on YouTube um, just simplified it and put it into just really basic understanding of the process, and now I feel like I could you know, draw a hundred faces. You know, it, it was such a really, really good learning experience. And, I really did not expect to learn any art yesterday when I was um, just sitting around messing around on my iPad. <laughs> what about you, Martin? 
Yeah, it's um, Matt's kind of stolen my thunder with Procreate a little bit, but Procreate has <laughs> been a... Sorry, that's all right. I know you're always, you're always on top of the latest links and, and posting interesting things to read, so you must get your information somewhere um, where you're yeah, like, oh, I, mean, I, I didn't I, expect I, it. Yeah, I constantly sit with uh, with RSS feeds open, so the, the latest thing with me has been... Um, we should put a bell in for this bit, but it's been all the, the changes to shortcuts. Um, and, <laughs> and just the amount of, the amount of time I, I, I spend sort of sitting and tinkering with shortcuts. And there was a recent one where it sounds really daft, but with the, the launch of Apple TV Plus, um, mm-hmm. it's not really been uh, easy to go on to the TV app and find the information page for all of the shows. So. Um, I was reading a, a post on Mac Stories that's a, an Apple TV Plus launcher. Um, mm-hmm. That it means that if you've got any URL for any of the show, you can set that as a launcher. And I can run this shortcut that will then take me straight into the For All Mankind, the, the, uh, the Morning Show, C, Snoopy in Space, any of these uh, <laughs> any of these Apple TV shows. And it takes me straight to that information page for it. It takes me straight to the show page for it, rather than having to go into the Apple TV app um, and look at the shows individually. So just being able to extract out, and you can do it with, um, you can do it a few years ago, there was a thing called URL Actions um, that iOS used to let you. So you could you could launch certain um, system-wide features using URL callbacks, or callback mm-hmm. URLs they were called. Um, and recently they've come back in, in iPadOS and iOS 13, which means there are URL links for um, settings like the Wi-Fi settings, the Bluetooth settings, all of those, and you can launch those with a single tap. So I've got some shortcut launchers that take you straight into the settings app. So, yeah, I think the the fact that sort of looking at the the latest links and the latest things and the latest updates, it's really for me has just been a case of of sitting there and and looking at all of these articles that come out and just sort of taking the time to read. But also while I'm reading them. In the same way that Matt was saying about watching a YouTube video and trying it on Procreate, it's yeah. sitting there reading the article on one device, maybe reading it on my iPhone, and then on my iPad, I'll be, um, I'll be, I'll be building a shortcut or looking at some of the features and seeing how it all works. Great, Johan. Where is an unexpected moment that you learned something? Yeah, it was definitely when my, uh, my when my boss said that he had a challenge for me for work and something new mm-hmm. that I haven't done before. And he wanted me to, um, so literally we have um, an internal uh, learning system uh, with questions that lead to either you learn something or you report that you haven't learned anything. So yeah. I had to build that backend in HTML and CSS and uh, HTML5. Uh, and that was fine. So um, after that, he said, now I want an iOS app and I want an Android app out of that. So I literally had to learn how to build an iOS app in Swift and Xcode uh, and mm-hmm. an Android app in Java and in Android Studio. And I did yeah. the same as math, you know, just went to YouTube and uh, had to sort out people that could teach me how to do it and in the beginning it was just gibberish but as time um, flew by I actually learned the structure and I I started to actually 
speak Java and Swift in a matter of sense. I'm, I'm not really good, but I really learned how, how to understand it. And I thought in the beginning, this is just something that I'm going to copy. But it turned out yeah. I really got into it and I started to understand how it was structured and, and what they were actually doing. And that was excellent. It was a, a really co cool experience for me. So I actually made two apps and, you know, I'm quite happy. Hey, that's great. <laughs> um, my place isn't as obvious um, or, or not as sophisticated as you guys. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit uh, beforehand it, where it comes from. Um, I was on a Ryanair flight once, and, and as you, if you've ever flown with Ryanair, you know that once you sit down, um, they consider you are locked into their plane and open for advertisement um, for the duration of the flight, which I thought was an interesting way of, of looking at content, because um, as teachers, when they enter your classroom, you've got them for a certain amount of time, and you can... Um, get some content across too if you wanted to approach that one um, when I was in London afterwards after we landed I went uh, to have some breakfast and right before I left I went to the restroom and in the restroom was a track playing on how to learn Italian and by the time I walked out I could count to 10 in Italian um, I didn't spend so much time in the restroom but that was an interesting way where I never <laughs> expected to <laughs> learn because they they have you locked in there and then in this chat um, something popped up that made me think about that and it's called hashtag potty PD or um, hashtag <laughs> learning in the loo and and we'll put the link in there um, but it's all those kind of things that once your kids you know they want to sneak out of your classroom to go hang out in the restrooms um, well here's a way to make them learn something while they're in there, um, maybe you can send them back a little bit. So I thought that was an interesting, uh, an interesting way um, of learning in a, in a room I'd never expected um, to be listening to an Italian lesson. Um, talking about other rooms and learning, guys, and I'm going to put you a little bit on the spot to see if you have your badges. Um, this is the last question I'm going to throw in: Is have you participated in Apple Teacher in the Apple Teacher program? And Name me one thing that you learned that you were able to replicate in the classroom. So they've got an update recently. Um, no, no longer is everything coming from the Apple Teacher Guides. It's all in the Apple Teacher Learning Center now. Um, specifically for Create, there's some, some really small ideas in there that you could replicate. The pop-up classroom that we had at ISTE, those ideas are in there. Is there anything that you've tried out and said, okay, I've replicated it with success or with things that you have to change. Matt, you're doing, you're doing so, a lot of uh, professional learning, so. Yeah, so I think the, the pop-up classroom, uh, me and Martin did one recently in Glasgow as well. Uh, same, same idea as you guys did over in ISTE. Mm -hmm. um, and then I've replicated that on a, on a very small scale in uni just, just to get um, our students sort of trying something new. And I think it's something that I'm probably going to put together as a, as a small-scale package for for professional learning that I do out in schools, like you said, because it, it was such a really good way to just show people the, the art of the what's possible mm -hmm. and get those discussions around how it could work in their classrooms. Obviously, 
the pop-up classroom that we're talking about is is relevant to space but yeah you take any topic and, and place it in and what i think it shows nicely is there's six different ideas different different ways that you could express your learning mm -hmm. so is it drawing music video it, it doesn't really matter um so with a well kind of um planned out lesson objective and success criteria you can have that kind of open choice approach to learning and personalize it and and support you know students as they want to so that's definitely something that that i've taken on board from so that looking whole at experience Apple Teacher. of those six uh, activities um you've replicated those yeah correct yeah ju yeah just in small scale so it's only yeah. me in the classroom yeah, yeah, and i've yeah. just gone through them one by one and then said to them have a go and, and choose one that you want to have a play with mm -hmm. and see what you come up with and it's been nice on twitter sort of the last last few days i did that last friday just seeing some of the students sort of go away and, and try some things and then see that they didn't they didn't feel confined by the app that we might have been talking about mm -hmm. and gone to the nth degree and done some funky stuff so i think one of the activities is the burst mode photo where where you're showing um, weightlessness and, and gravity yeah. and t two of the students decided yeah that's great but we're actually now going to instant alpha us out put ourselves in keynote and then we're going to put a space background and then we're going to look like we've had a fight in space yeah. and what would happen if you kicked someone in space where would they go yeah great you know that's that's creativity being taken to to whatever level they want to take it to mm -hmm. um so i would definitely urge people if you haven't been in apple if you if you are an apple teacher but you haven't been in apple teacher since the updates definitely go back in and have a look because i've i've learned a lot from yeah it's definitely um, worth going back because even the questions for um the the twitter chats um every week yeah. you'll get them for both emia and america so even if it's just for that but um definitely have a look out for all the updates martin i little bird told me that um you've been transforming some of the activities not from space but to um oceanography if i'm correct uh, yes, yes, I'm wondering what little bird that might have been. Yeah, um, yes, I have indeed. Um, I am uh, doing a, a, a CBD event in your home country on Friday, and uh, the idea that I've got, it's uh, myself and a, another ABLS ADE that we, we know, Suzanne, and we are uh, going to be doing the, the kind of pop-up uh, classroom style, and I've created a um, I've created a, a similar pop-up workbook for uh, Under the Sea, mm -hmm. um, and it's all about sort of um, the the ocean, the world around us, um, and it kind of ties in with um, the environmental aspect and how you know recycling what that might look like. Um, what about the um, what about the, the amount of plastic in the ocean? All of these types of things, and similar to Matt, it's it's um, the 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 SD pop-up classroom gave me an idea of how something could be structured and kind of taken AR coding and the four everyone can create elements and putting them together into just little workstations and how that could then be a knock-on effect for each lesson and it's how to structure it and i've done the um and in, in a lot of the, the apl sessions i've been doing with schools in glasgow um the 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 burst photography is always going down as a hit because everybody accidentally presses their finger against that that camera shutter button yeah. that happens and the, the automatic reaction is for everybody to just take their finger off right away and go whoops didn't mean to do that but i think if we take something that happens like that show how an accident can actually be turned into a productive um a productive exercise and how it can actually have applications then it means people are are getting more use out, out of what they have in front of them they're seeing where 
that 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 connection is they're joining that dot with their um with their with their learning and teaching they're joining the dots and seeing it how it all comes together and that's something that that's really sort of helped me uh, with the apple teacher learning center um because the the new ad additional lessons that they've done the additional ideas that they've done um is where they all come together and you see how the structure looks like. So some of the books that I've produced, the out of the box ones, yeah. I've kind of structured my, I've structured my, um, I've structured those bits of information the exact same way as Apple Teacher Learning Center. Mm -hmm. So that if people do pick it up and all they've got is experience of ATLC, yeah. then there's that link, there's that connection, and it means that Small and they're then sitting yeah. there going exactly that's it it's these bite-sized chunks everything i say when i go in is we break it down into bite-sized chunks something that you can actually work on in a short space of time but get a maximum um, uh, output from great thanks for sharing that Johan. to finish this conversation off um which activity did you um or resonated with you did you replicate um could you share that with us please yeah definitely the same as the other two gentlemen the burst photo thingy um i used did we lose Johan? No, no, I'm here. So, sorry, no, no, I was just uh, on oh, mute okay. for for a while okay. there, <laughs> enjoying. You just needed extra time yeah, to the, think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, uh, definitely, I used the burst of photo thing as well, but for um, rotations or or what do you say degrees in mathematics. Mm -hmm. So, for example, we were doing a golf swing, for example. So you, you see how yeah. many gray, do you say degrees in English? Yeah, it goes around like 360 yep. or 720 yep. and, and things like that. And before, before yep. that, actually, we were filming. But there's something with the burst because you have stills and you can actually calculate how many degrees you, you work it out per still. So you can actually up your level in mathematics when you, when it comes to that exercise and we did like 360 on a skateboard from from a top someone was on top of a building filming down or or doing that which was really cool so uh, we had a lot of uh, sport exercises and we just uh, took bursts of everything to um, calculate degrees on it and that's what really resonated with me Great. Um, enough about Apple Teacher Learning Center. Um, I think there's one thing that we all want to hear, and that's Matt's new jingle. And I looked it up. There's no section for GarageBand um, for iFat that talks about jingles in the way that this man can make them. Um, Life Loops is in there, and the mixing is in there. So I'm guessing those are the bits that he's been focusing on. But Matt, enjoy us with your new jingle, and let's have a look <laughs> at that. Here we go. So guys, what do you think? Love it, Love it. as usual. <laughs> it's a good one. Nice, nice little R and B feel to it. A little bit of smoothness coming into our 
questioning section, which is going to be a little bit different this week, guys. Um, no questions from the listeners uh, this week. So what I wanted to ask you in, in view of what we've been talking about, really, um, and I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about the question, so I'll pose the question now. What has been your best ever professional learning experience? So thinking back through your careers, not talking about, you know, where, like Kurt's question was, where, where have we sort of discovered learning where we didn't expect it, but actually let's, let's nail down what does really good professional learning look like? So what was your best experience of it? Um, could be that it was fun, could be that it was really, really uh, intense and you learned something, could be because of the people you were with, um, but I think I've given you probably enough time to think about this. So, so Martin, let's start with you. Best ever professional learning experience from you, for you as an audience member. Fourteenth uh, of June, two thousand and fifteen, RTC Summer Conference at the Belfry. Uh, had the combination of being my first one. Um, also had the the combination of being a time where. Um, we had just been announced as ADE and it was a chance that I really got to know you guys a little bit better. Um, it, it was the connections that I'd made, it was the fact that I was finally in a room with like-minded people, in fact it might have been 2014 thinking back, um, but I was definitely, I was in, a, I was in a, a room with like-minded people and all of a sudden I, I had that, that feeling of I think being home. Um, I was, I was uh, getting a chance to see some of the, the things I had been trying to champion, put into action, but I was seeing them being, being done in such a way that was making it more accessible to me and actually made, making me able to, to go back and try it again. So it's really stood out even after, I mean, we're talking four or five years later, it stood out after all this time. It's still being the, the sort of the moment that, that I realized that, that what I was doing was right and the way that I was doing it was right. Um, not only from my teaching and learning perspective, but how I was delivering that to staff, how I was working with staff, the approach that I was taking. Um, so it was from a, an, an enormous sense of relief, but also from the point of view that uh, um, I know that the, the journey that, that schools take, the, the amount of time and effort and work that is put in into getting um, technology enhanced learning if we go back to, to talking about what we were doing with the, the EMEA chat recap but if we're talking about technology and the use of learning and teaching and having it embedded in the learning and teaching rather than a bolt on, if you follow the sort of the, the things that we've been doing, leading learning, leading by example, looking at all of these approaches that, you know, when you go to a CPD event where everything just clicks it just makes it feel so much better. Can I push you on that a little bit more? So, so obviously it was it was the people in the room, uh, like-minded people. Yep. W what was it in terms of the delivery of the content? Because obviously hearing from other people that, that think the same as you is is always going to be rewarding because it can reaffirm your own viewpoints. But was there anything specific yep. about the way it was delivered? And, and it might not it might not be that there was. So don't feel like I'm kind of forcing you to answer. Something, well, no, not at all. If I actually um, if I actually harken back to your session, um, and it sounds like I'm I'm just kind of oh yeah, my friend was so good. He was awesome. Uh, you were so good. No, Brilliant. it's not that. It was just yeah. This um, <laughs> this was the first. I know it is. It is. I know. No, this um, it was the first time I'd actually. I mean, I'd, I'd spoken to you a few times, and this was just before we were doing our, our APL onboarding together. 
But um, this was the first time I'd seen you deliver a session. And it was, again, going back to the previous things we've spoken about in this, it was the fact that you took something and you broke it down into bite-sized chunks. It wasn't just a chalk-and-talk style, you know, multiple points, bullet points on a PowerPoint slide. It wasn't death by PowerPoint. It was, right, here's something, here's how you deliver it, go try it come back, let's discuss it. Okay, that's that step. Let's move on to this one. You might want to deliver something like this. This is why you would want to deliver it this way. And I think what you were doing was you were using something like U-Sense or something, to, um, which is now like Hypersense or something, the one that was used for slowing down and oh, yeah. looking at um, sports, you know, going back to when there was a, a table of apps for everything. Yeah. Um, but it... it less about the app but more about the the delivery and the way that you were breaking it down it was right taking taking a workshop taking a, a delivery even taking a lesson and breaking it down into these wee steps and it and compared to other cpd events i'd been to where it was literally death by powerpoint it was someone who had written down every word <laughs> on a line next slide this is you yeah. know that you know that way where by the end of it you really just want to leave go yeah. and never do anything like it again i think the fact that it was relatable accessible it was interactive and it actually gave us a chance to practice what was being preached i i that's what i liked about it well that's good you're welcome <laughs> yeah i know it's your fault <laughs> i think is what i'm trying to say that's good uh johan what, what about yourself best best professional learning that you've so had? i'm gonna just say outside dancing um, it, mm -hmm. I mean I can't really count that because that's the best professional learning ever uh, that I had in my life it's when I really had my first lesson um, with a prof professional dancer but outside of that uh, I must say that my second year as an AD when I went to San Diego and uh, mm. we really, uh, me and Kurt, we had a lot of a good time, and you as well, Matt. But I yep. must say, when we went to the pier in San Diego, and we were actually examining the water around the pier and and the sea life around there with uh, both techniques that were really in, in a burst states of Bluetooth uh, microscopes and things like that, that was really cool for me as a biologist, at least, and uh, using an iPad to analyze and, and seeing really what you can see in the water around there and, and just the experience of it all, uh, I must say, was a really eye-opener. And I thought it was uh, excellent done and uh, also all the people over there because you come from you know you do your first AD Institute and it's quite local even though you have um, alumni there but this was an international one and it really opened my eyes uh, to um, meeting all these excellent people that was all around the world and uh, I thought that was the coolest thing of all very good yeah, I have, to, I have to agree with that. I think going going down to the pier made me see things really differently. I think that really was the time that mobile learning was really... We were really mobile in that one. There was no yeah. conference centre learning. We were in deserts. We were at the beach. We were uh, exploring 
wasteland and, and it, I think you really started to realise, yeah, we don't need Wi-Fi, do we? we? We really can get some good outdoor learning opportunities. So, yeah, really good. Definitely. And, and the thing that you could download all of it on your iPad and just go out in the wild and you don't need actually internet connection. And that was really cool as well. Um, yeah. Fab. Okay, Kurt, what, what about yourself? Um, I like to learn outside of our profession. Um, so one thing that, that um, made me learn a lot was a, a behind-the-scenes tour uh, that we got from an IKEA store um, where they highlighted the parts, how they make you walk through the whole IKEA. Um, one of the things is like when you want to take the shortcuts, you always have to go back a bit. Um, so I always try to think, how can that relate to learning? Um, that on top with the other, one of my greatest learning moments, um, not necessarily professional learning, um, but it came from a four-year-old explaining me how to do center-based learning or station, um, station-to-station uh, learning, which I really enjoyed. He explaining it to me, um, how the whole thing worked, and that I could try it out immediately, it worked or it didn't. Um, so those kind of things I always take with me. Um, going to an amusement park, um, I'm just reading the BR guest from, from Disney now all about how customer <laughs> experience is happening and the Apple experience is another book that I went through. Um, it's just small little things that I think, oh, those can help me from learning. So. What drives that is someone opens up a different perspective for me. Someone challenges me. That's that's a key ingredient. Someone inspires me. Um, it can be active and I can do it anytime, anywhere. Um, those are definitely three key moments that need to be in a, in a learning experience for me um, and, and the practical bit. Um, I need to be able to use it immediately. So when that happened, then Several, you guys said it before, several of the uh, the ADE institutes, but I, I don't want to be repetitive <laughs> in that one. Um, and and I, I do want people to think about learning outside of their, call it comfort zone, if that's your profession. Um, I think you can learn so much from just going to meetups and finding people from other businesses and other industries and see what they do, how do they learn, um, I don't know if you guys remember um, the, the 2012, we had the chance to, uh, to visit um, learning, uh, as I could say it like that, and it was all about um, giving feedback on, on customers. So I loved that part of it, um, how to make people learn. Um, that's what interests me enormously. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to echo what's been said. I think every AD Institute I've been to, be it global or, or the regional ones, have been hugely inspiring. I think for different reasons. I think, like Johan said, the, glo yeah, people, the global yeah. one is meeting new people and seeing global perspectives on, on things and, and breaking down you know, the barriers that, that we might put up by being country-based and, and seeing that learning is learning. doesn't matter what language you speak or, or what part of the world you're from. Um, I think that the regional one I went to, the first one, was just similar to what Martin said about being at an RTC for the first time. It's the people in the room and realising that you're not a fraud or you're not a fake. But then all the way down to the, the new onboarding regional ones where it's 
a different perspective that you see you see how much you can learn from the new crop of ADEs and, and what things they're pushing and, and trying out. So I think, yeah, so just, just to echo those, I think for me personally, um, my best professional learning moment I've had recently was actually attending an, uh, today at Apple session, and it, it wasn't actually the, the, what they were teaching me. It was how they engaged bystanders, and I really just watched how, as teachers, we have a captive audience. We have 30 individuals in a classroom in front of us, and, and you know, there's a door that they can't get out of um, until the bell rings, and all of those kind of constraints of, of school education. But just watching these guys delivering a session, and then there'd be somebody who's just looking at watch straps or a, a Mac, and then they kind of turn around and see what's happening on the table, and how well they just captured their attention and brought them into this learning thing that they hadn't booked onto. They they missed the first 30 minutes of it, but that didn't matter. They just they still able to capture them into learning. And I think similar to what you just said then, Kurt, what I learned from that was mm -hmm. do we do that in the classroom with the disengaged students that, that are probably staring out the window? They're probably not necessarily engaged. And how do you take that skill set to drag people into a learning experience, even if they haven't been part of it from the start. And, and I thought that was really, 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 really interesting. And I've, I've shared that with my students as, you know, go and watch people who educate outside of a classroom because there's a whole different skill set and something that I think we could probably learn a lot from. So that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you, thank you for those answers. Um, a lot to sort of sort of think about, and, and in lots of those answers, little trips down memory lanes as well about you know previous events that we've been to. But um, as always, guys, if you have any other questions for me or for the rest of the team, we'll give you some ideas of how to get in touch with us later on in the show. But thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. Um, yeah, kind of a kind of a nice way to, to reflect and look at how look at how things have been going. It's it's interesting to see where it all started from and where we are now. Um, similarly, where we started with the show and where we are now is sadly coming to coming to an end. It's been um, it's been a, another fruitful conversation. Very good, guys. What do you think? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, don't. Uh, also <laughs> it's been the greatest <laughs> chat ever. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my god! I, I think it's been a. G I think it's been a great show, guys. What do you think? Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah, just. I know what I'm a great you know. There's there's you, that enthusiasm for learning that we've all got. Jingle coming on just to celebrate how good a chat it was. <laughs> There we go. See, that's we're, me we're getting you pumped up. I'm bringing you in late. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. You've been too busy looking at watch straps, and now I've brought you in, and I'm going to say, right, it's time to close the uh, show. But before we close the show, Kurt, do you want to tell everybody what's coming up next? Yeah, uh, a little bit of mystery and, and mystic um, as Jakob gets his uh, globe out and talks uh, to us about the future of education. Um, that's the EMEA chat happening on November 12th at 8 p.m. GMT. And then at the Americas chat, we're going to celebrate kindness. So a little bit more enthusiasm and um, pep in your voice, guys, <laughs> hosted by Andy and Autumn. And that's on November 12th at 6 p.m. Pacific time. 
awesome two exciting chats johan if people are wanting to get in touch with us or even just leave us a nice message about how much they like the show how can uh, they do all of that definitely visit twitter and you can find us at last recap but you can find us personally on matt I am at. <laughs> you can't can find us personally yeah. on Matt. That's Lost a bit. <laughs> Lost in translation. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my inner wish. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, don't say something like that to a Scotsman. We jump on that like. Well, okay. like I we're going to jump I'm on that. You can find me my on Twitter English. without anybody <laughs> else on me uh, at Matt6453. Brilliant. Is that the amount of people on <laughs> you? Yeah, that, that, that yeah. number. That's, 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 <laughs> it's like you scored a goal when you're playing for Liverpool and the rest of the team. I got this visual in go. my head. And now. on you, Kurt. <laughs> uh, on me, um, no one for, uh, for, for now. Um, but it's at M W E S T E R K U R T. And under you, Martin. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, the number on mine is my yeah the number on mine is my rating out of a hundred, so it's MQs oh, eighty one. Cool. And you can find me <laughs> at Anderson underscore edu, and I don't have to say that you have to spell with a double S as it should be, but if you want to find us, um, it's at Last Recap. Uh, I just want to say thank you for downloading this podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Listeners, comments and ratings keep us high in the ranking so that new listeners can find us. Be sure to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. Over to you or on you, Martin. <laughs> Thank it's you very much. Well you here. As <laughs> sounds no, like this is going great. Already. This is... Yeah, this is what makes the you know we've had we've had so many references to different things going on. We're all on mat, you know. People are under me. Yeah, I should it's, watch wristbands. You know, snowing <laughs> in places. Go back to yeah. that. But um, <laughs> as we mentioned earlier, if you are wanting to leave a message for Matt, if you want to do a question with Matt, you can use the hashtag questions with Matt, no spaces, and it's a single T. Um, if you are wanting to leave us a voice message, as if you're calling into the show, you can go to Anchor, um, do a search for Last Recap. You will find an option that says leave a voice message. Bring the phone up to your ear, leave us a question, and we will read it out on a later show. Guys, that is it for this week. Thank you very much for your time. Matt, anything to say before <laughs> we all jump on top of you? Too? I'm <laughs> locking my door now, that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Brand new. Have a good week. You too. Bye, guys. Yo. Bye bye. Yes. <laughs> Johan, how are you doing? Ready to yeah, close definitely. this one out? <laughs> Excellent. You have yeah, a good week as well, you. sir. You too. And Kurt, seems. I hope you stay in my yeah. I hope you stay in my kind of town a wee bit longer. But if you're going back to Philly soon, safe journey. Yes, and you too when you are in Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. That's uh, it's. A couple of early rises. I've got an early rise down to Glasgow tomorrow and an early rise on Thursday at 4 a.m. Uh, to get the. I have to do a, a, a layover in uh, Schiphol for about an hour and a half uh, before I get my flight to Brussels. So it'll be fine then. Home on Friday. Looking forward to yeah, it. Great. Have fun. Guys, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening. 
from all of us here. We will see you all you next week. On three, let's Bye. say goodbye. Tot ziens. Bye. Yeah, stop recording.